In just 10 minutes a day, Daily J immerses you in the stories that shape Detroit. Text WWJ to 20357 for a link to listen to the Daily J. That's WWJ to 20357. Message and data rates may apply. The federal government's passing a last-second spending bill to avoid a shutdown last night. However, it is only a temporary measure. Let's bring in WWJ business editor Murray Felpin for more on that story this morning. So, Murray, good morning. We now have 45 days to work out a budget, but then what happens, Murray? Oh, that's a good question, Luke. You know, the president signed the extension late last night, and it goes until November the 17th. So that's a Friday. In the worst-case scenario, if there's no agreement and the government shuts down, the worst effect won't be immediate. We won't really start to see that until uh, the following week. The fact that it shutdown starts on a Friday, I guess, would be good news because there's a lot less stuff going on on Saturday and Sunday. All federal agencies already have their own plans in place for a shutdown, how to shut their operations down. We're told it'll take place gradually through the following week, and that takes us into Thanksgiving week, and so a shutdown could severely impact holiday travel, air travel. Air traffic controllers and TSA officers will be asked to uh, work without pay. In the past, that's brought higher levels of absenteeism. You know, back in uh, 2013, during the government shutdown, absenteeism among TSA employees rose from 3% to 10%. So that can slow air travel, and it can cause delays. In fact, the travel industry thinks a shutdown could cost them $140 million a day in delays and cancellations. If there's a shutdown around Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of people could be impacted by that, Luke. Murray, I think a lot of people either woke up this morning and breathed a sigh of relief or maybe saw the news last night and felt relief. But what does this mean for those who could still be impacted by a shutdown here in the future? Well, it gives us an early warning. You know, uh, you might be upset that Congress hasn't solved this thing once and for all, but at least they're giving us close to six weeks of a warning. So anybody who may have work, uh, have to work without a paycheck, has some time to prepare. You have military families, TSA, air traffic control families, Mil uh, anybody who does business with the federal government has time to evaluate their finances and try to save money to carry them through in case the shutdown lasts for a while. Anybody who needs a passport or a marriage license or other government documentations, maybe you have business in the Social Security office, there's time to prepare right now. So the best advice really is to do it sooner than later. You know, in past shutdowns, we've seen some people run into a lot of problems, paying their mortgage, uh, their car loans, child care expenses. They've had trouble putting food on the table. Some people have to uh, apply for a mortgage, and they find out they're having trouble getting it because it's difficult to verify their incomes. So there is uh, time to act. You can get a pre-approval on that mortgage, perhaps, between now and then. Uh, there could be hundreds of thousands of people who are not government employees but find themselves out of work because of the shutdown. So they're impacted as well. Maybe they do business with the government agencies. If you think you could be impacted in any way, there is some time to take some action right now. And by the way, you know, this is really one of the reasons financial planners tell you that it's very important to have three to six months, maybe even more than that, in living expenses tucked away in an emergency fund where you can get it fast if you need it fast, Luke. I'm interested, Murray, in making a distinction. If there is a shutdown in our future, it will be different than a default, won't it? 
Yeah, it will, and and that, that's a, a very good point. You know, there is a difference. A default means that there's no money to pay our bills and obligations. That means that uh, we stop paying what we owe on our bonds and our debts. We default. And that could be an, an international catastrophe. For example, Japan and mainland China hold over $7.5 trillion in U.S. Treasuries and bonds. And we're obligated to pay them interest on that. In a default, that wouldn't happen. However, in a government shutdown, we would still be able to pay them what we owe because that money is not tied to these yearly budget approvals. But still, if the government shuts down, and we've been told by the credit agencies that our country's credit rating would drop, if that happens, we would face higher interest rates. That would hurt the general economy and really everybody in the economy. That's all of us, Luke. I'm wondering as well, Murray, the last time we've potentially faced a shutdown in economic conditions such as these right now in terms of high inflation, this set of circumstances, would history repeat itself? Have we ever had this set of circumstances before? Uh, yeah, we have. You know, over the past 40 years, uh, most government shutdowns have lasted for a few days. Back in 96, there was a 21-day shutdown. In 2013, a 16-day shutdown. And in 2019, uh, there was a month-long shutdown. That one lasted for about 34 days. Uh, the shutdown could cost the economy $11 billion, according to the Congressional Budget Office, if it would last that, that long. Let's hope it doesn't. Let's hope it doesn't even happen, Luke. Murray, as well, a shutdown could impact businesses big, small as well, but the small business owners, I understand, are very concerned. Is that true? Yeah, it really is. You know, small businesses have a, a large impact on the U.S. economy. They employ close to half of all U.S. workers, and they're the first ones that will have to cut their staff during a downturn and cut costs. So that could cost a lot of people jobs. Nine out of ten small business owners surveyed over the past month say it's important if the, for the federal government to avert a shutdown at all costs. Goldman Sachs keeps tabs on 10,000 small businesses, some of them right here in Metro Detroit, and they say 70% would be negatively impacted by a shutdown. And of those, almost all of them, 90% believe that the, the revenue would take a hit. And many of them are still not back to where they were before the pandemic. So a shutdown could hit them and the people who work for them very hard, Luke. I'm also wondering, Murray, where do most federal employees who could uh, you know, potentially be harmed during a shutdown, where do most of those employees work in the state of Michigan? Well, the biggest concentration is in the Detroit area, but also there are uh, federal workers in Birmingham, uh, a lot of them Farmington Hills, Ann Arbor, Bruce Township in Macomb County, uh, Grand Rapids and Holland, Michigan. Each of those congressional districts has about six to 7,000 federal workers in it. Now, not all of them are tied to the federal budget. For example, postal workers are paid by the Postal Service with money that they produce from the products and services they sell. But the bottom line is anybody who thinks they could be impacted in any way by a government shutdown, you circle it on your calendar. You have until November the 17th to prepare. Let's hope something comes in a positive way, Luke, before that happens. The news last night and the news that a lot of people are waking up to this morning. No government shutdown for now. The federal government has passed a last second spending bill. WWJ business editor Murray Felbin. Thanks so much, Murray, for joining us this morning. All right. Thanks. Good morning, Luke.